You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. The greatest giver I know is God. Point blank, he is the greatest giver I know. James in James 1 and 17 said, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Talks about how the gifts come down. And the gifts come down to be a blessing again because the verse tells us that his gifts are good. Which equates beneficial. But also the antithesis of good is bad. A blessing is synonymous with good. The antithesis of a blessing is a curse. God is not going to give you a curse. Not going to give you a gift that's going to mess up your life. Going to give you a beneficial gift. The gift may not be 100% to your liking, but it's going to be good for you. I said the gift may not be 100% to your liking. You may not approve of everything the gift is or the gift does, but it's going to be good beneficial or a blessing. But he went on to say in James 1 and 17 that the gift is not only good, but it is perfect. Perfect in one sense has to do with complete. Something that's going to make you into the person that God ordained for you to be. You may be incomplete, but God is going to send you a gift that's going to make you whole. That's going to make you better. As a child, I learned that some things that, that make you better are not always wonderful. I finna talk to folks that that came from the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Yeah. Used to get this stuff called castor oil. I think nowadays in time they flavor it. Make it nice for the children. Used to have to take a tablespoon. I used to call it the big spoon. Why can't we get a little spoon? No, you need a big spoon of this. Open your mouth, hold your nose, and when it comes, swallow it. Did not like the taste. Just do this after I got through with the taste. Wouldn't let you drink no water right after you. No, don't you drink no water. You let that stuff settle. 
so it can work. Didn't have a good taste, but it was beneficial. It was perfect, made me better. And so God gives you good and perfect gifts that may not always be to your, your liking. You may even have a list of, of what you wish God would give you. But it's God's choice. There, there are certain things that God gives you it, it is not dependent on what you think or what you may like. He does it because he wants you to be better. He does it because he knows that it's essential and significant for you. Going to help you fulfill your purpose. Not just in the church, but in life. For God just didn't come to be your church God. He came to be God of your life. That's the reason Jesus decreed in John 10, 10. I have come that you may have life and that more abundantly. One gift that God gives us is his word. Yeah. God's word is a gift. Don't, don't think when you get God's word, even when it steps on your toes, that is not a gift. It may hurt, but it's a gift. I, I want to show you what David said to prove my point. God's word is a gift. Consider Psalm 119. Psalm 119. Let's, let's just go there for a minute. Psalm 119 and, and 50. I love this. And I, and I can agree with David based upon this verse. Psalm 119 and 50. This is my comfort in my affliction. Now notice he, he didn't name a specific affliction. He just said his affliction. Could be a headache. Could be heart trouble. Could be cancer. Could be a number of things. But he had comfort in his trouble. In his affliction. He wasn't miserable in his affliction. Because the antithesis of comfort is misery. This is my misery. No. This is my comfort in my affliction. For your word has given me life. He was afflicted, but receiving life at the same time. He, he was going through it. Whether in spirit, soul, or body. But he was still doing what God had ordained for him to do. Because the word gave him comfort. The word gave him life. Strength. To continue doing. Exactly what he needed to do. There is nothing like God's word. Because God equates his word. Jesus was afflicted because he had been fasting. 
He was going through it in his body. And the devil knew it. And so the devil tried to mess with his, his mindset. You know you're hungry. And when you're really hungry, your stomach won't only growl. You'll feel pain in your stomach. You want to sit. You don't feel like going to do this, that, and the other. Especially if you were like Jesus, you done been fasting 40 days. Some of us know after two days of fasting, we don't want to do nothing but eat. And so after 40 days, you had to know that he was, he was in pain and going through it. But he still told the devil. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. I'm going through it, but I'm still living by the word. It's tough, but I'm still living by the word. I got a bad report, but I'm still living by the word. Going through it financially, but I'm still living by the word. It didn't turn out the way I wanted it to turn out, but I'm still living by the word. This is my comfort in my affliction. Your word has given me life. When you got life, you talk right. You think right. And you act right. I'm talking about the life that Jesus came to give us because his life is abundant. And so we have to appreciate the gift of the word. You have to appreciate the gift of the word when you read it. When you meditate on it, when you pray according to it, or even when you hear it in, in song. And even though it is truly a blessing in prayer, in song, and when you meditate God still, in his omniscience, recognize they're singing it, they're praying according to it, and they're meditating on it. But I've got to make sure that they understand it and have knowledge about this gift. I want them to have the word. But I, but, but I want to make sure. That they. Are clear. When it comes to. How to put it in action. I want them to eat on the word. In time of despair. Or hopelessness. But I've got to make sure that they get it the way they need to. So on top of my word, I'm going to give them shepherds. I'm going to give, dio, the Greek word, or d, the Greek word. In one sense, it means I'm, I'm going to send them something or somebody. Paul understood Jeremiah 3 and 15 when he talked in Romans 10, 14 and 15 in part by saying how can he preach unless he is sent 
He has to be a gift. Gift means to send. To send means to enable. To carry out something. To, to be enabled to do something from a theological theological standpoint is to be anointed i gotta make sure that they are anointed and, and when i anoint them people are knowing because they will be according to my heart i'm gonna give them shepherds that are anointed shepherds that are enabled to give them exactly what going to be according to my to my heart they're going to think like me talk like me and act like me not in the absolute sense because there is only one God But because they're going to have my anointing, my enablement, they'll be able to think, say, and do my will. As a real shepherd, according, in line with God's Heart. Yeah. And it's a gift. Or he or she is a gift from God. A gift. Something good and perfect. That's Bible. But the gift. It's for the church. For the church. I've seen folk walk out on, on something God gave them. I've seen folk get mad at something God gave them. I know preacher was talking about me. Well, he, he, he your gift. I don't think folk really understand that, that you can't have no committee say this is unless that committee is appointed and anointed of God and God has see the, the apostles tried to pick out an apostle after Judas hung himself. Or killed himself. They, 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 they tried to do it. But it didn't work. God has to be in charge. God has to do the picking. Somebody has to want to hear from God. So God can say... Do one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Or whatever he puts on the table. I will give you shepherds according to my to my heart. I'm gonna make sure I do it. But but they they are going to be for the sheep. For faith walkers. And, and you have to really understand God. If, if God is going to give you somebody according to his mindset. His feelings and his, his thoughts. Isaiah 55 tells us that, that uh, his thoughts and his ways are in contrast to man. They're, they're completely different. 
Because he talked about how it's from the heaven to the earth. So, you know, that's just completely different. You can't walk on heaven, can you? Until you get to the third heaven and see them, and see them uh, streets that are gold. But the first heaven, the sky, you can't walk up there. That there are certain things God will tell you that, that sound crazy to a natural man. You take folks are so crazy to where you can actually show them what Malachi 3 says and they still think the tithe is about to preach. You can actually show them the necessity of praying and the power of prayer, but they are still trust in a person more than they trust in prayer. Prayer so powerful to where when, when Jesus used it as well as Paul and others that it transformed people completely. But you have folks that have been taught how to pray that still don't depend on it more so than what a person tells them. And such a person will never truly respect a pastor. Such a person will never respect a pastor. And, and God had to know that everybody ain't going to respect my gift. So I'm, I'm just going to give this gift to Judah, Israel. Just folk. A folk that ain't playing like they saved. I'm going to give this gift to folk that really want to know the truth. So if you really don't want to know the truth, this might not be the greatest message for you. Because bona fide pastors going to put on the table what they have been fighting to get from God. Because sometimes it's a fight to get a word for God's folk. Because the enemy does not want you to get a word that's going to heal you. A word that's going to deliver you. A word that's going to make you free. You know what John 8, 31 and 32 says in part? You will know the truth and the truth of the word shall make you free. How many times, child of God, have you come to the house of God and you got what you needed? You got what you couldn't get on your own. I don't care how powerful you are in prayer. I don't care how many scriptures you can quote. You need a shepherd. I don't know why in the world Vicki Winans said we don't need no preacher. I don't know if she had the wrong Bible. I don't know if she was having a bad day. But let me tell you something. You need a If I'm right, tell somebody I need a preacher. But not just any preacher. I need one according to God's heart. said I need one according to God's heart. I like the way he who. I need to preach according to God's heart. Ooh, we got us a singing preacher. I need one according to God's Well, he, he, he can hoop pretty good. We got to see if he can, he can do a hymn, though. If he can't raise no hymn, we ain't going to be able to. We, we got to sing. Oh, no, we can't get walking. He can't raise, he can't raise no hymn. We, we got to look for 
say to your neighbor, I just need him to be according to God's heart. And I need him to feed me. I need him to feed me. I need him to feed me. I need him to... God's shepherds are feeders. You might get a him, you might get a who, but a real preacher is going to make sure you are fed. I've got a who, but didn't get fed. Got a him, but didn't get fed. Some of y'all acting like I ain't talking about you too. I'm going to give you shepherds according to my heart that will feed you. They're going to provide for you what you don't see you need. You got your wish list, but I'm going to give you shepherds according to my heart that's going to feed you what you don't think you need. Sometimes your rhema is something that you wouldn't expect. Something you ain't even considered. But God in his omniscience dropped it on you. And you knew it was just for feed you don't gonna give you some substance gonna give you something that's gonna make your spirit soul and body better the word gives me life diseases have to stand still When you eat on that word. Why? Because there's no room for certain things when God feels you. But some folk play like they want to be fed. I, I, I've seen, I, I've seen women, oh, I, I sure am hungry. I said, well, let, let, me, let me get you something. Let, let, let me get you something. Okay, okay, okay. Just like, I, just like we, we went to Mississippi one time. And we was on our way back from Mississippi. I said, y'all hungry? Yeah, I'm sure am. Sure am hungry. Sure am hungry. <laughs> Ordered one of the biggest meals on the menu. I'm paying for it. Y'all keep that in mind. <laughs> I looked over, and she done took about five spoons of stuff. And I said, uh, seemed like everybody ain't good, but you, what's going on? I'm full. <laughs> you fool. Why you order all that? <laughs> Take five spoons of it, and you're done. You're going you gonna to get a bag and take it with you? Or a box and take it. No, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I just had a taste of this right now. I, I'm, I ain't going to want this later on. So you done? I told, I told, I told uh, first lady, I said, well, God going to tell me when to feed this person again. <laughs> I said, because they're going to eat like that, I ain't going to be spending my money on somebody who's going to play with food. I'm going to tell y'all something. This is God's truth. We came up in a time to where if you put it on your plate, you're going to eat it. I had an aunt that's some kin 
to Dennis C. She gone on with, be with the Lord. Now, Aunt Jeanette, Lord have mercy. You stay at Dennis C.'s damn house, and she said, look, if you're going to put this on your plate, you're going to eat everything on that plate. If folks starving over in Africa, you're going to eat everything on that plate. And the way she looked at you and the way you talked, she meant what she said. And guess what I did? At everything on the plate. Jesus said in Matthew 5 and 6, if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, I'll feel the problem with some saints is that they don't come to church hungry. They don't come to church wanting to get the word. The enemy trick folk have folk come to church mad, upset, thinking about stuff they ain't got no business thinking about. Thinking about socializing. But if you hunger and thirst for righteousness, God will fill you. David said, I will enter into his courts. How? The right way. I'm going to be thankful. I'm going to give him praise. Why? Because I was glad when they said unto me. Let's go to the house of the Lord. You have to hunger knowing that God is going to feed you. That's the only way you're going to get filled. Your rhema can come forth. But if you're not hungry, you'll miss it. If you're more worried about what's going on on your job, what's going on here, there, or somewhere else, you can actually miss the word that was sent to heal you. The word that was sent to turn your situation completely around. You can miss it. You child of God. He sent a shepherd to feed. That means week in and week out you're going to leave. Full. I said week in and week out you're going to leave. Full. I say to you if people call a person, a shepherd, but they're not leaving. Fool. They say they are not getting fed. Either it's something wrong with the person or the shepherd is not of God. No, that ain't my opinion. That's word. I will give you shepherds according to my heart that will So the shepherd got to come with what God put on the menu. But the faith walkers got to come hunk. See, it, see, the word will make you mature. If you, still, if you still come to church mad, upset, complaining, you ain't mature. Paul said, when I was a child, I thought as a child, spoke as a child, did as a child, so forth and so on. But when I became a man, I put away immature stuff. I had to put it away. She made me mad, but that ain't going to mess up my day. I didn't like what he said, but that ain't going to mess up my day. I ain't going to church today because so-and-so roll her eyes at me. No, you childish. Now, she shouldn't have rolled her eyes at you, but you childish for allowing a roll eye to keep you out of church. But when you mature and you home, 
hungry. They, they, they can cuss you out at the door. You, I got to get in here and get my food. I, I know pastor got a word for me. They cuss me out. I, 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 I don't know what's going on, but I got to get in here and get my Some of us in here, you have to get a word. You have to have a word. If you don't have a word, you won't be able to deal with them demons on your jaw. If you don't have a word, you won't be able to focus on what you need to be attentive about. You won't be able to carry out your assignment if you don't need a word. If I'm telling the truth, look at somebody and tell them, I need a word, I need a word, I need a word. when that word is coming from God you gonna know it the Pharisees were known for teaching they could quote scripture they could teach they, they were excellent when it came to just putting forth the word Jesus got up one time and, and he got to teaching the word and the folks said, hey, you know, you know that he, Lord have mercy. He ain't like them. Lord, he, he ain't like, he got some money. They knew there was a distinction. And Jesus explained in, in Luke 4, I believe it is in 18, what it was. He said in part, the Lord has anointed me <laughs> to preach. Get this, the gospel. I'm coming with some good news. COVID is come, going on, but I'm coming with some good news. People are dying, but I'm coming with some good news. People are getting sick, but I'm coming with some good news. And, and when Jesus got to talking about the anointing, he went on to say, the sick are going to hear the good news. The lame are going to hear the good news. The poor are going to hear the good news. He knew that what he was preaching was going to change the lives of folks that were going through trials and tribulations. He knew the word that he was preaching was going to call folk who were hung up on this, that, and the other to get delivered. And God knows he's doing the same thing in our day and time. It took the word to get you out of the street. It took the word to cause you to drop the, the crack pipe. It it took the word to stop you from hellmongering. It took the word to bring you out of darkness into God's marvelous light. Look at somebody and tell them it took the word, it took the word, it took the word. How you get saved, the word. How you come out of what you came out of, the word. How in the world you come from A to Z, the You lost a good job, but God is still blessing you. You've been through all kind of trouble, but God is still blessing you. You got a bad diagnostic, but God is still blessing you. Look at somebody and tell them, can't nobody but nobody but nobody do you like Jesus. Look at one more person and tell them the same word. Can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like Jesus. Oh, that's the reason we turn. Even when we go through trouble. That's the reason we leap. Even though things are not going the way we expect them to go. Because we know God has given us a word. David so understood how powerful the word was. He said, thy word have I hid well in my heart. I don't want to sin against you. I don't want to take the wrong turn. I don't want to believe the wrong people. Your word have I hid in my heart. 
You got to have a word in you when you go to a negative doctor. You got to have a word in you when you go to family members that are always critical. You got to have a word in you when you're around certain folk. If you don't have a word in you, there's no telling how you may turn out. They're going to feed my folk. Wealth, knowledge, with knowledge and understanding. They're going to give you some know-how. Now, I'm going to tell you something. With a pastor, you, Lord have mercy, the only way I can say what, I'm, what I got to say is just say it. You can't be thanking you all that. No, 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 no. Hold on, because you, you, may, you may talk about me this evening, but let me give you something to really talk about first. You, you can't be one of them folk. Like, he can't tell me nothing. I heard what he said, but God got to speak to my heart. Because Walker put on his pants same way I put on And they just be straight faced. Just as serious. But just as wrong as they are. Serious. Whenever you say God's preacher. Can't tell you anything. You're saying God. Can't tell you anything. Because like it or not. God is the one that gives. His preachers. Let it sink in. He gives you preachers that's going to give you knowledge, which equates know-how. I don't know why he's talking about finances. I've, I've, I'm just so good at finances. Why would he even put that on the table today? Doesn't he know that that's my, that's my BA and as well as my master's? It does not matter what you have a BA or a master's in. You may even have a PhD in certain things. God is omniscient. He does not just know one subject. He knows everything. And that was an illustration given in the Bible of how smart God is. So smart that, that even when the hair, just, just a hair, just fall from your head, whether it fall in the sink or on the floor, he knows it. How, how do you not want to learn from somebody like that? See, see, some people's problem is they looking at the preacher. Instead of the gift. Yeah, it's Walker, but you have to look at the gift. Is what Walker saying in line with what is written? Is what Walker saying causing a transformation in the lives of folk? See, that's what the preacher was sent to do, to feed folk with with know-how. You know, that girl used to be straight old, but now she's just as smart as... Oh, y'all don't like me to say stuff like that. Well, maybe this maybe this be better. You know, that boy right there used to be straight crackhead. Straight gambling. Straight player. But God changed him. Do you know how powerful that is? Paul talked about, he delivered me who persecuted the church, who murdered folk. That's what he did for me. 
His word changes life. That's the reason we call salvation personal. Not religion, personal. Why? Because a person has experienced something that calls transformation. But the transformation does not stop at the altar or when you receive Jesus. It continues through the shepherd. The shepherd gives you knowledge or know-how in order for you to continue to be transformed for the better. But he also said understanding. Understanding says about you that you're not going to allow something that causes confusion to consume you. We go through times of confusion, but we don't stay in confusion because of what we're fed. You you know, I was confused because the doctor said this right here, but I came to church this morning and God just gave me complete understanding. You know what what God gave me complete understanding about? That the doctor does not have the final say. You, you, you know, I, I, I was just wondering how God told me to go look for it. And I went to look for it. But they told me to come back in five years because my credit is not where it needs to be. And it's going to take at least five years to build it back up. But then I came to church. And God said, it's a season for me to get it. And they can't stop it because the earth is his and the fullness thereof. And, and so I, I went back out there and I got what they said I couldn't have in some years. <laughs> Say to your neighbor, God is in control. And when you get understanding, you recognize that he's in control. You recognize that God has the final say. You recognize that God can do anything save. And sometimes people be honest with you. And you got to understand something. When a, when a doctor tells you this, that, or the other, he's being honest sometimes with you. But you have to remember what Jesus said. With men, this is impossible. He said, but not with God. With God, all things are possible. So you have to understand, sometimes folk will let you know based upon my knowledge, based upon what my eyes see. Ain't nothing can be done. But see, you can't allow yourself to get caught up in that because you will reach the conclusion that that person has the final say. God never would have deemed himself the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, and the first, the last, the one that was and is and is to come if he did not have the final say. Shouted somebody, God has the final say. Oh, I got to close it. But, but listen to this right here. But as a faith walk, you have to have in your being clarity about certain situations you can never allow the time to dictate to you your turnout you can never allow the circumstance to say to you that is over you are a faith walker 2 Corinthians 5 and 7 for we walk by faith not what sight thank God for seeing but you know your sight is limited you can't see uptown you have no idea what's going on uptown you don't even know what's going on at your house unless you check your phone and look at your cameras and if your camera got something dirty on it you won't even be clear about that but God he sees everything say to your neighbor the bible says there is nothing hidden from him 
not nothing, not, not, not one thing hid from him. But God himself hides things from folk and reveals to us those particular things through his house prophet or the pastor for Amos 3 and 7 say surely the Lord God will do nothing unless he reveal his secrets unto his servants the prophets and so you're clear about your life not because of reports you're not against reports but you, don't, you know reports don't have the final say when you are a legitimate a bona fide faith walk. And that's the reason your testimony is I live by faith. Didn't you hear what the doctor? Yeah, but I live by faith. Oh, here you go. That religion. No, I live by faith. And when folks try to talk about living by faith, in a negative way, understand they don't have a shepherd. Or they're not adhering to what their shepherd is teaching or preaching. They are not allowing knowledge and understanding to get embedded in them to the point to where their life is transformed. And they begin to think, talk, and do based upon what they hear. And I'm going to tell you something, it should be a compliment to you when folks say, Lord, he, he, now he even talking like Baker. That should be a compliment to you. Thank you, Jesus. You told me to follow my pastor as he follows you, and they just told me I think like my pastor. I talk like my pastor. I... That should be a compliment. When somebody tells you you're speaking the word like your pastor. You're praying like you're... That, that ain't nothing to be upset about. Why you think we're called Christians? We're supposed to be Christ-like. And the order of being Christ-like, according to 1 Corinthians 11 and 1, is this, as I close. Imitate your shepherd as your shepherd imitates Christ. I'm going to stop right there. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise.